Brought to you by the Cabell County Public Library. Between Two Shelves brings you a new look on the day-to-day -day life of a library. From youth services to circulation and beyond, our episodes will lend you the world here at the Cabell County Public Library. Hello everyone and welcome to Between Two Shelves. I'm your host, Brandon. Your regular host, Jacob, is off today for another interview. Today, Sarah from the Branches Domestic Violence Shelter is joining me to continue our community organization interviews for Mental Health Awareness Month in May. Sarah, welcome to the show, and how are you? Thank you so much for having me. I'm doing great. Good, good. All right. Let's just jump into it. So why was Branches created? You know, i got to tell you I love when people ask this question because I think that that is one of the most beautiful parts of our agency. Uh, Branches has been around for around 43 years and we, or at least in this community for 43 mm -hmm. years, and I like to say that it started with a conversation, and um, specifically, it was just a group of women that got together and was like, you know what Huntington doesn't have? A domestic violence agency. We yeah. don't, there are people in serious life-threatening danger mm -hmm. that have nowhere to turn. So mm -hmm. they started having conversations about that, and from those mm -hmm. conversations, they built the organization, they got their 501c3, and then now we have an actual, not just one, but two brick and mortar emergency shelters, we have one here in the Cabell County community, but we also have one in Putnam County. Wow. Yeah, we're yeah. actually the only uh, state licensed program that has two shelters. We're operating two shelters. Wow. That's yeah. impressive, and that's some hard work right there. It's it's something. Yeah. <laughs> I have all the respect in the world for my fellow advocates. Yeah. I Trust me, there is a lot that happens here at this library, and I, I understand that there's a lot that, you know, that we try to, you know, we try to help each other, at least here, you know. Anyway. <laughs> Um, so what are some of the things that the branches does or do? Yeah, I'm so glad you asked that because most people think, oh, branches, it's an emergency shelter. Mm -hmm. And that is an enormous part of what we do. We, we provide a lot of emergency services, which is simply that if someone is in a crisis of domestic violence, they can call our 24-7 hotline. Mm -hmm. um, they can connect with an advocate, and that advocate is immediately going to start asking questions like, do you have a safe place to go? Mm -hmm. And let's say for example that they don't or they do they mm -hmm. have a place to go that's not what they need well there's all kinds of other things that we can provide them right we do everything from case management which, which is just a fancy word for individualized care when you have a domestic violence experience it can be incredibly disruptive to even the smallest elements of your life mm -hmm. they may need child care they may need to go into higher education they may need to get a new job they may need to relocate mm -hmm. all of those things are something that a case manager can help with mm -hmm. another thing that we offer is what we call legal advocacy if you're unfamiliar there is such a thing in West Virginia as a DVP it's a domestic violence protection order mm -hmm. it is the right answer for some survivors not all mm -hmm. but when it is their uh, the right answer we have a legal advocate that can go with them to the courthouse we actually I like to say that we are right in the thick of the evolution of the domestic violence movement, meaning mm -hmm. we like to have the most evidence-based, up-to-date advocacy practices. And so kind of a brand new thing for us is mm -hmm. that we're providing a service where we call it the remote pilot program. We actually have an off-site office where folks can go and video into their court hearing. Oh. They never have to interact with their abuser at all. Gotcha. Wow. It's that's very yeah. cool. Yeah. Um, so that's sort of the cutting edge in legal advocacy. But mm -hmm. we also provide housing advocacy. Mm -hmm. What you find pretty quickly as an advocate is that it's not enough to get somebody out of a dangerous situation. Right. You then have to set them up for success. Yeah. Right. You can't just leave them be otherwise or just 
go back to old habits. Exactly. And yeah. it's not even, it's even more than habits. Yeah. If you have a financial abuse situation, mm. you don't have the money to go anywhere. You don't have right. the money to go anywhere. But, True, yeah. So um, so what we uh, what we provide, we have a, a three rapid rehousing programs, mm-hmm. and that will do um, rent assistance, a, a certain amount of rent assistance per mm-hmm. month until that person is able to be independent mm-hmm. and in safe permanent housing on their own. And we, that, that program has been, enormously successful I, I want to mm-hmm. say we've housed I think the first year we housed like 75 adults and 45 kids wow that's impressive uh, yeah and um, just not for nothing but it's also uh, money that stimulates our local economy mm-hmm. it's going right into landlords pockets mm-hmm. uh, it's just a win-win for everybody in the community absolutely yeah how did you get involved in branches well I like to say I'm older than I look I'm actually 38 and I got involved with branches about 13 or 14 years ago mm-hmm. as a volunteer from my Marshall University Women's Studies class. Oh, mm-hmm. And I, boy, did I not think that this is the direction my life would go. Right. My, my degree's in creative writing and literature. Mm-hmm. I'm a writer by nature. Mm-hmm. But I think that most writers have a have a ear to human, humanitarian problems. Right. I had always, from the time I could remember, been writing about what I would call gendered violence mm-hmm. and I, I say this in quotes. It used to be women's issues, but it's more mm-hmm. across the spectrum. Yeah, absolutely. But I'm, I'm very interested in that kind of thing. And so I volunteered, and I was just hooked. I was like, oh, yeah, this is this is the work that needs to be done in our community. Mm-hmm. And then I went and I got a career in other nonprofits. I went to the United Way for a while. I was at Ronald mm-hmm. McDonald House. Mm-hmm. And I, I got really invested in what I like to call collective impact and that is simply looking at the community from a, a strategic planning perspective, doing the most good mm-hmm. with what we have. Right. Yeah. And so I do a lot of community organizing for our organization in that way. But genuinely, it was just like a, oh, I'm in college and I need to work. Mm-hmm. So I got a part-time yeah. job as an advocate. Yeah. And then now here I am 15 mm-hmm. years later as a certified domestic violence advocate. Yeah, I mean, that's a, that's a journey right there. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so May is Mental Health Awareness Month. How does branches help bring awareness and help those that with mental health issues? I really have to think about this question a little bit because mm-hmm. the work that we do is undoubtedly connected to mental health. Right. It is also not always connected mm-hmm. to mental health, probably less so than you would imagine. Mm-hmm. I will say that we, I think that folks who do domestic violence advocacy have a a broadened understanding of things like post-traumatic stress disorder yeah. in maybe a way that many other people don't. Right. When a domestic violence victim comes out of a relationship that has been violent, mm-hmm. whether that be physically violent or mentally or emotionally violent, mm-hmm. they are, that's going to leave an impact on their mental health. Absolutely, yeah. We provide a lot of services. In fact, earlier I did not mention this, but we have a crisis counselor on staff. What we found is that... Mm-hmm. It's more than just meeting them at that point of crisis. People who come to us from an an incredibly fresh crisis Mm -hmm. point sometimes are not ready to go on that mental health journey. Right, yeah. The shock is still happening. They're still in the mindset. Mm -hmm. Right. Mm -hmm. And so what we find is that it's really important for us to have a structure or a framework where survivors can reach out back out to us Mm -hmm. a year later, 
10 years later, mm-hmm. it, it, you would be amazed. Yeah. But we always have that in place that you can, you do not have to be staying in shelter. You do not even have to currently be receiving domestic violence services from us. If you have a domestic violence experience that you are ready to process, you can just give us a call and get an appointment with our counselor. Wow. Um, it's, it's something that we like to point out. People mm-hmm. think, oh, well, I don't need shelter, mm-hmm. so I can't access all these other services, but that's not true at all. Yeah. I will say we discovered that during the COVID-19 pandemic, providing support for that those mental health services mm-hmm. was incredibly difficult. Yeah. So a strategy that we used and that has been effective and that we are still using is that we developed what we call our virtual support group. Mm-hmm. And you can actually just go right to our website, which is www.branchesdvs.org, mm-hmm. and sign up to be a part of our virtual support group. Nice. That's really nice, though. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it just was a way of connecting to people when they could not leave yeah. their homes. Yeah. When physically you just were stuck. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. I mean, even nowadays, like, even if you think you're in a situation that, like, oh, I can't leave the house right now, but mm-hmm. I want to be able to reach out, that's still a great way for people to reach out, mm-hmm. which is fantastic. Yeah. Yeah. What can, what can the community do to help branches? Oh, I have so many things. Uh, I am their director of development, so it's mm-hmm. kind of my job to mm-hmm. know those things. But the first thing I'm going to say is reframe your mindset about domestic violence. Mm-hmm. We are sort of intrinsically inclined to victim blame, whether we want to or not. Right, yeah. Um, and that is, not, that is not an indictment or mm-hmm. anything to feel shame about. We just look for someone to blame when things go wrong. Mm-hmm. And it's hard to imagine that there can just be bad people abusing Mm -hmm. other people out there. Yeah, no one likes that Yeah, no one likes that thought, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) So we look for things to blame, and many Mm -hmm. times that's the victim. Right, yeah. So shifting your mindset about domestic violence is really important. Mm -hmm. And I think once you do that, Mm -hmm. it's really easy to get engaged in other ways. We Mm -hmm. can always use donation drives. If you're interested in organizing a donation drive, that's always a really tangible way to help. There's also things like you can call us ahead of time and say, hey, I want to drop off a meal, a covered dish meal Mm -hmm. for Tuesday night for the people in the shelter. That's a great way to help. Mm -hmm. So lots of ways that way. And then I would be remiss if I didn't say that it costs money to provide services. So if you are interested in making a donation, you can always do that right from our website as well. That's fantastic. Yeah. Is there any other, like, is there any ways that you're kind of reaching out to the community? Oh, yeah, absolutely. So I mentioned before that we took the COVID-19 pandemic as an opportunity to really sort of stretch ourselves creatively, think Mm -hmm. about what are the best ways to reach people. Mm -hmm. And actually what we came up with is a podcast. Wow, yeah. And so um, we operate a podcast that's been going on for about two and a half years. It's called Root for Each Other. Mm -hmm. um, You can stream it for free wherever you stream your podcasts. Mm -hmm. And um, it really provides incredible insight into anything you wanted to know about domestic violence. And I think some of our most popular episodes are things like what to do if I have a loved one that is experiencing DV. We get asked that all the time. Mm -hmm. And our podcast episodes rotate between our certified advocates. Mm -hmm. We have lots of different perspectives, lots of different guests that come on. We've Mm -hmm. talked to human trafficking survivors. We've talked to folks that are doing really important substance use disorder research, Mm -hmm. just anything that you can imagine that is intersecting with domestic violence, you can find it on our podcast. That sounds like a great resource, honestly, yeah. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But that's all the questions I had for you today. Thank you for joining us. Of course, yeah. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah, thank you. Mm -hmm.